Hey, what's up? Hello. Welcome to Sounds Fake But Okay, a podcast where an arrow ace girl, I'm Sarah, that's me. And a dummy straight girl, that's me, Kayla. Talk about all things to do with love, relationships, sexuality, and pretty much anything else we just don't understand. On today's episode, us giving you advice? Sounds Sounds fake, fake, but okay. okay. the pod it's been so long it's been a while a i mean you heard while. us last week but we haven't oh, recorded in a while did they yeah. yes oh we haven't <laughs> it's been we just got back to school so it's mm-hmm. been a wild time it has been a wild time i have a note about a thing okay you know how there was that hashtag that was like hashtag this is what asexual looks yes. like and kayla was like sarah you should do this. And I, I was did like, tell huh, you that. Okay. And then you sent me an ugly it. selfie, and I then you actually it. did it. I did. Well, I finally looked through the tag, like, days later. Yeah. And wow, it was great. It is a good tag. Kayla. Yes. The, the diversity. I know. The range of, like, different styles and aesthetics. Mm-hmm. Like... I I realized that, like, I never get to, like, see other A-spec people. Mm-hmm. Like, I... Like, you know, see them on the internet, but, like, I don't see their faces very often. And so it's just, like, why? Like, I didn't realize how much I needed it. It But it made me feel like a human. No, it was very interesting to, yeah, see how diverse it is. Because I Mm -hmm. know what you look like, and I know what a couple other ace people Mm -hmm. or ace spectrum people we know look like. But even to me, I feel like there's this stereotype that all ace people are kind of, like, nerdy and, like, kind of, like, yeah. yeah, like people would that would make that noise in their basement, perhaps, <laughs> um, which is just like obviously not true. And I know that on a conscious level, but mm-hmm. I think even unconsciously, I still probably think that because yeah. I'm a human. So, yeah. but so yeah, it was really nice to see. I like, liked it we're, a lot. we're everywhere. Mm-hmm. We could be anyone. Yeah, you and know, it like, was yeah, just like the sheer amount of people too. That I, I saw, saw people that looked like me. I saw people that looked nothing like me. Like it was. Mm-hmm. It was surprisingly a very cool experience. Like, I just expected to be like, oh, cool, look at these faces. But I actually was like, wow, this is, like, a lot for me as a person. Yeah. Ace people? In there they life? are. <laughs> there they are. Yeah. Plus, and we also to see I got some an, of you. So true. Cool. And I got an ego boost because people <laughs> see, you got a lot of likes on that. You really did. <laughs> oh, I wish I knew more ace people in real life. Yeah. So that I could see their beautiful faces. That's also weird about this, is we don't see any of you. Yeah. Even when you tweet us, it's not like we stare yeah. at your profile picture. And mm-hmm. a lot of people who tweet at us don't have profile pictures of their own that's faces. That's true. Um, or it's just like, we see this one picture of you. Yeah. And then that's just and then that's what, it. That's what you that's look what like you look to like us. to us forever. Um, which is weird, now that I think about, like, other people seeing my profile picture and think... You know sometimes, like, if someone changes their profile picture and you've never met them in real life, and you're like, oh, wait, that's not what I thought you looked like. Like, yeah. based off of your previous photo... Yeah. I thought you looked look more. We like also X. need to t- we need to take a new podcast picture because we, we do. don't look like our yeah. picture. I don't like my nose. We both look <laughs> a lot different. Anyway, we just look older. We do look older. But anyway, anyway, yes, I did not realize that I needed to look through that tag. But wow, it was a good experience. Yeah. So if you haven't looked through it, it's hashtag. This, this is, is what, what asexual, asexual looks like on Twitter. I don't you know can, if it hit Tumblr or anything. You can else, find my but. face if you ever are like, hmm, I only see this one picture of Sarah there are on others. our social media where she we, looks like weirdly red and her well, you always nose is look dumb. weirdly red. But, but anyway. <laughs> 
this episode. So, yeah, we asked you guys to send us some questions about anything. We've been wanting to do this episode for a while. Yeah. But we, we needed to wait till we had enough people who listened. Well, we needed to wait until we had enough people that would ask these questions and for something else special that we wanted to pair with this episode. Oh, yeah. Just because we wanted to make it an extra special episode. So that is coming towards the middle. It may not be extra special and exciting for you, but, but it is to for us, us. It's a really big deal, and we hope it's a big deal somehow to you guys, too. But anyway, yeah. that's coming in the middle, so keep on listening. Get lit. Yes. Kayla, what yes. is our first question? All right, do you want to hit, like, tweets and, um, like, DMs first, or do you want to hit an email? Because those will probably be longer. genuinely have no preference, and I've only read a couple of them. Okay, let's go for an email first, because I think this might have come in first. I, would, I, I think this is the first one we got anyway, okay. so. Um, I'm just going to use first names. Okay. Um, for Twitter, I'm assuming people are fine if we, because they tweeted whatever us. name is on their Twitter. Yeah. Yeah. But, I mean... I would just say however they signed it is how, okay. what the name you should That's use. That's fair. So, this is from Kaylee. Mm-hmm. Um, she recently started listening. Woo! Welcome, Kaylee. Um, how does Kaylee spell Kaylee? I'm sorry, but very incorrectly. Um, K-A-Y-L-E-I-G-H. That's, Kaylee, reconsider. Kaylee, I'm <laughs> sure you're your a lovely person, but your parents sound very white. <laughs> Anyway, um, why did Kaylee not be white at all? That would be shocking. <laughs> um, anyway, so she says, "I'm assume I'm sorry. They, I don't know. I'm sorry." They say, um, <laughs> "From my own personal experience, not a lot of kids know what asexuality or even quote labels like pan or bi are. Most schools have a lot of LGBTQ plus students, and being one of them, I want people to know what my sexuality is." What are some ways you think students could learn about the LGBTQ plus community? Thanks again for hosting such a great podcast. Wow, that's so nice. <laughs> <laughs> um, I mean, the way I learned about it was the internet. Yep. But I recognize that depending on what circles of the internet you operate in, you, like, it will depend right. on whether or not right. you get that information. Mm-hmm. Um, I think it also depends on, like, what kind of school you're in, mm-hmm. if it's going to be talked about, if you have, like, a gay-straight alliance club at your school, mm-hmm. if it's something that's, like, willingly talked about. Or just depending on, like, the, how liberal of an area if you an live area, in. Like, yeah. if you go to, like, a school in a really rural area, yeah, if, if you, you go to a religious yeah. school, it's probably not it gonna... might be a little bit more difficult. Um, I don't... How? What, what do you think? Mine... My... Uh, I mean, I think the kind of advice I have is only, and you, this person sounds open to wanting to talk to people about it, so yeah. perhaps this is good advice for that kind of person who wants to be more open about it, but, like, if your school does have a gay-straight alliance, or I think they have a different name for it they, now. I think they kept the GSA, but they changed what they stand for. Gender and Sexuality Alliance. I think so. It perhaps is. Yeah. But, if, like, if your school has one of those, maybe, like, asking if you could, like, run one of the meetings, because I think that, I think that you know, mm-hmm. you can, I think that's the way or, it like, runs. asking if you can, like, talk about. Yeah, asking if you mm-hmm. can talk about asexuality, um, going mm-hmm. to a local, if you're, if there's, like, a local, um, gay center in your area, mm-hmm. I know some places have those, going to one of those, seeing what resources they have, mm-hmm. um, like, starting a club if your school yeah. doesn't have one, um, or even just a, in your county or area, so mm-hmm. you can hit a wider area, like, mm-hmm. starting that if you want to yeah. talk about it. Um, yeah, like, internet stuff is always good. I think those are all good ideas. Yeah, I think especially if your school has a GSA or if they don't, 
maybe start one. Because mm-hmm. I think that is a really good way to get the word out about different sexualities in a way that still feels, like, natural. Yeah. Not like you're being like, so, hey, yeah. have you heard of pansexuality? Yeah. Like, GSA like, is the place for those yeah. those conversations to be happening. Yeah. Yeah, I feel like... And, I mean, even starting small with, like, your friends mm-hmm. is not a bad way to go either because, yeah. I mean, I know we obviously would like everyone to know what asexuality is, mm-hmm. but it's... It, is easier to set a goal small first mm-hmm. and then go bigger than to set a big goal, not be able to meet it, and then get discouraged. So Yeah. Okay, so that was an email. Thank you Thanks, for that Kaylee. question, Kaylee. Let's do a... Let's do a... What is this? This is a, a tweet. A tweet. Um, from Barfus Evroviz... Give it to me. I, I, like, don't... I truly don't know. I'm better at reading names than you, you are. Oh, Barfus uh, Evrozi, Evrovizija. Barfus means barefoot in German. Oh, fun. Well, hello, barefoot. <laughs> um, I'm sorry that I probably still butchered your name anyway, even though I got the Barfus part. <laughs> so, so um, Barfus says, I have a sibling. I don't think that's their name. I think they're just barefoot often. Person who is barefoot often <laughs> says... I have a sibling that might be ace. Sibling has an ace flag lock screen and really doesn't listen to music because too much is about relationships. Ooh, I t- I kind of want to ask, but at the same time, I'm not out to anyone in the family. Do I ask or do I stay quiet? I would say bring it up. Because there's... The worst thing that happens is they're like, no, I just like the color purple. And, and then you can just drop and it. And then you can drop it. But, like... Even if, even if you want to, like, ease in by being, like, hey, like, that, your phone background, like, mm-hmm. what, what's, where'd you get it from? What's it mean? Like, that can be a way to, like, ease yourself into that conversation. Mm-hmm. And I think it's always going to be better, as we were mentioning, um, as we were talking about, like, in our the episode about, like, holidays and, like, being home with your family, like, I think this was a message we got after the fact, but, like, it's always better to have another person Mm -hmm. like be with you Mm -hmm. in this journey and so if you can be that person for your sibling Mm -hmm. or just even prove that like you know you're there for them i think that is gonna make a world of difference yeah i don't want to read this uh, a lot of this out loud because it was a dm to us that wasn't asking for advice or anything but it's what you just referenced Mm -hmm. someone sent us a message after that family episode Mm -hmm. And they mentioned um, basically a situation where they decided to come out to someone else who they also found out was queer. Mm-hmm. And what struck me about the story they told is they mentioned something about them wanting to be that other person for someone else and mm-hmm. that that was the motivation for coming out, mm-hmm. which I think is not a reference that I have ever thought about coming out in yeah. because I think coming out is extremely personal and it should be. It is very you-centered. Mm-hmm. But being able to think about it in the context of how can me coming out in any capacity benefit any other person in the world, Mm -hmm. I think is a way that for some people might make coming out seem more daunting, Mm -hmm. but in some ways might encourage people or make people feel better about coming out because you never know who you coming out could benefit. Like ultimately coming out should be about you and what you're ready for, but there are so many other effects that can be just positive effects Mm -hmm from you coming out that you might not even know about beforehand like that that Mm -hmm. can be you know your coming out can really help other people and that's not to say that you should 
come out now if you're not ready to do yeah, that for but, other like, people. Like, don't do that. But it is an interesting way to look at it that I had never thought of before. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I agree. Like, there's ways to go about this sibling really, this sibling thing without mm-hmm. being very direct. I think yeah. there's a lot of like, I, w- I would definitely be like, hey, you can your ask. background. And if they're not comfortable telling you, then, then don't push then it. Don't push it. Mm-hmm. Maybe, you know, bring something up again later and kind of like give them the vibe that you are a trustworthy mm-hmm. person to it's talk about It's kind of like here. your mom, how she was talking in the episode yeah. about how she kind of like primed your sister with like little conversations mm-hmm. here and there. Like even just like planting stuff like yeah. that or is planting yourself as someone that could be talked to about mm-hmm. anything I think is a good start yeah. and then you can see where it goes from there. I would say though if it's someone who has the flag as their phone background there's probably a decent chance that they're like fairly open open to having a conversation have, yeah. about it um but don't necessarily assume yeah. I would yeah. say. But I would definitely say I would bring it up. I think. Yeah. That could be a I wonderful agree. thing. I don't know if you're older or younger than your sibling. But especially, especially if you're older, especially if you're I think older. it would be. Yeah. And then how great would it be if both you and your sibling can kind of go through that oh, together? Because then you know someone, <laughs> it'll be good. We love it. Thank you, Barefoot, for that question. I hope you <laughs> find sorry some I shoes couldn't. if you would like them. Hey, if you like being shoe- barefoot, then Fuck you're fine. shoes. Oh, okay. <laughs> I never, I'm always barefoot, so I feel oh, you, okay. my friend. Um, anyway, this is a <laughs> Tumblr dm wow. from bringing your ray game ray, ray as in like ray from ray. star wars <laughs> Ooh, i love it's a it very funny picture of the actress um i'm 23 and asexual and i'm currently experiencing my first crush ever i have no idea what's going on how dot dot question mark question mark question mark what what do i do with these feelings thanks guys Heart that's emoji. a big mood how is that a big mood? You've n- but there have been times <laughs> where it's I haven't been sure if I have a okay, crush on yeah. someone or if I just like yeah. really want to be their friend. Yeah, and like sometimes we still don't know. I think like, yeah, that's fair. So do yeah, what to do with those emotions? I panic. <laughs> okay, what <laughs> should you do with those emotions? Not panic. okay. <laughs> I don't know, Kayla. You're the one who understands crushes. What do you um, do? Well, I think it's uh, hard to say in the moment. I recently had my first crush on someone in a very long time, um, because I'd I'd been dating online, and when you date online, you kind of go out with someone, and then you're like, okay, I like them enough to keep dating them, Mm -hmm. um, but I recently, like, actually really liked someone before going out with them recently, which Mm -hmm. was an experience I hadn't had in a very long time, Mm. and... I guess I never thought about how online dating changes that. Yeah, it, Hmm. it's very bizarre. It was, it was a nice experience having a crush again, I'll Mm -hmm. say that. Um, but it is weird because in the moment, I thought I was acting a certain way, and then looking back, it's kind of like, ooh, bitch. What Uh, what do you mean by that? Like, I, in my mind, was Mm -hmm. like, I was, in my mind, I, like, didn't like him that much. I was very (laughs) breezy about it. You were not breezy. In my mind, though. You were not breezy. But in my mind at the time, (laughs) now I know that I was not. (laughs) It was not breezy it was not breezy (laughs) it was laid on thick um but it's fine um in my mind though it was all fine and dandy and not a big deal um and then afterwards all you had to do was ask me about it and i could have told you kayla it's not breezy well i didn't want to know it wasn't breezy at the time sarah (laughs) um anyway well so it's weird because you think that you're acting a certain way and then Mm. you're not uh, at least I think you're just terrifying bringing your reggae on. <laughs> no, I, but I think 
I mean, I think it's interesting because it's not like the way I acted was bad. It ended mm-hmm. up working out. Well, I I think it 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 seems to me like it it can be hard to be a quote unquote objective. It's not like you're ever objective yeah. in that sense, but like it's hard to look at things as they are. Yeah. I would s- on what to do with your feelings. Um <laughs> my instinct was to say shove them down. Well, but it, <laughs> but, but... it depends on what you want to do though because for me when I had those feelings, I decided to actively pursue it. Mm-hmm. But if you don't want to date or this like isn't something you want to pursue, then then that's going to be a very different answer. Yeah. I re- first of all, don't panic. Don't don't panic. be Sarah. No, not yet. You want to just sing in some Fallout Boy? It's fine. Oh my god! Um, and if you if this is something that you actively want to pursue and are interested in, then just be like, be yourself and like just see where things happen. Don't try to force anything, but like, you know, leave yourself open to the universe. Uh, okay. <laughs> and if you don't want it to happen, I mean, feelings pass and. It'll go away. It'll be fine. And that's the tea. I don't know if that was a great answer, but... Better than what I could have given. Which was repress and panic. Yeah, don't do that. (laughs) I can tell you one thing. It's don't do that. Good. Okay, we're going to go back to the email. The email. This is from Noel Wiz. No. no Oh. He he tweets us a lot. He tweets tweets us a lot. Um... But this time, he emailed us. Woo! So he says, I'm Demi Alteris. Demi Alteris, yes. What's that? Uh, it's a word I'm familiar with, but can't define off the top of my Google head. Google it. Okay, so I just looked up Alteris so that I could give you a proper definition. It's described as neither being entirely completely platonic nor romantic, and is an attraction best described as wanting emotional closeness without necessarily platonic and or romantic all right. Like, so it's kind of like an in-between sort of yeah. thing. Okay. So, anyways, I think I'm demi altruist after dating someone at the end of the summer, and since that relationship ended, I've been hoping to feel attracted to someone again, and I'm somewhat torn between trying to date and try- just trying to be happy single. Mm. Right now, I'm getting by with cuddle buddies, which, wow, cuddles are amazing, but my problem I want advice about is this. I find myself feeling obligated to feel attracted to the other person if I try to, like, date, which is just unrealistic of me, but hard not to. Mm. So how do you avoid feeling that? Related, how do you know who you might feel attracted to? The last question is a question that I would love answered for me. (laughs) That is a hard one. Um, I think it is very hard to not feel obligated to be attracted to someone, especially Especially if you get along with them. Especially if you get along and especially if they're into you. Yeah. Because I've been in that situation where someone has liked me and I have just felt like guilty mm-hmm. for not even if, even though I did like like them a lot as a person like but like that's dumb yeah i i'm thinking back on past relationships i feel like there's probably people i've even dated that i got along with very well they mm-hmm. liked me and so i things happened for probably longer than they should have so what i would say is i mean definitely don't force yourself cuz it's not 
healthy for you. You don't want to be doing something that you don't want to do just because you feel obligated. You shouldn't feel obligated to anyone to do anything. If you're going on a date with someone, you should be going on a date because you want to, Mm -hmm. not because you feel like you have to. And sometimes, if you do genuinely like that person as a friend, it might be hard to tell that line, but that's just something, at least to me, like, I just gotta wade through it. You just gotta, Mm -hmm. like, figure it out, which I know is useless, advice (laughs) but but like yeah there's not one answer to it um and with time it'll probably be easier for you to figure out and with time it'll be something that sometimes you can look at it in hindsight and be like oh yeah like whatever x thing was what was happening Mm -hmm. but while you're in it it's not always as easy like we were talking about before. Yeah. And I think back to the first half of your question about feeling obligated. What I'm guessing, if you're anything like me, you feel obligated because you want to make someone else happy and you feel bad for not being attracted to someone, which is understandable. It sucks having to tell someone no or rejecting someone that likes you, Mm -hmm. but it's going to hurt them more in the end if you play being attracted to them and then have to tell them them later no. Mm -hmm. So... Like, if that gives you any motivation, I guess, to not feel obligated to. I mean, that obligated feeling is always going to be there. Yeah. I don't think that there's any way that you can get rid of that. It's managing that. I think some people that have is, it, some people don't, and it's just the way you yeah. are. Like, if you're the type of person that feels obligated to make someone happy, that this that's probably something you're just going to have to, like, work through. But yeah. if it's any motivation to not give in to that, it's, like, it's going to end it's up gonna hurting you and It's going to ultimately better be better for both of you if you don't chase that feeling of obligation. Plus, I think you'll be a lot more likely to have time to figure out what being attracted to someone means and feels like for you if Mm -hmm. you're able to have a wider variety of relationships. If you stick yourself in one relationship that's not very good for you, then that kind of loses you out on other opportunities to learn and to grow with other people. So, Mm -hmm. yeah. I'm gonna be honest, I wasn't listening to that last part because I was thinking about something else. It was related. On brand? Okay. (laughs) Um, Yeah, that's I hope that was remotely helpful. Yeah. Me at all of these things. Naturally. <laughs> <laughs> Hit me with the next one, Kayla. All right. This is um, some twets. Some twets. Um, this is a couple... <laughs> it's a couple questions. Um, from Arkness slash Pip. Ooh. Um, our frond on Twitter. Been around for so long. <laughs> they really well, have yeah. been for a long time. Um, so there's a couple questions. At what point do you decide that a relationship just isn't working, especially if it's if it is not a trash fire. Kayla, I think that this Q&A is really for you. It's for me. <laughs> um, that's a really hard question and something I've also dealt with. Wow, it's like I have so many life experiences, even though truly I've done nothing with my life. You're like three years old. I'm, I'm, I'm literally an infant who thinks she has relationship experience. From are real like adults who listen to I know real adults are like, give me your advice, and I'm like, I drooled today. <laughs> um, that is hard to say, especially if you like you're not. If it's not like some big explosive fight that like breaks up a relationship, mm-hmm. as is often shown in like movies. Because mm-hmm. I think that's not how most relationships end yeah. at all. I feel like most of them kind not of just like with a bang, but with, with a, a whimper, a fizzle, whimper, uh, fizzle. <laughs> um, I mean, I think ugh, it's so hard to know when you will know if you went on for too long is if you are out of the relationship. Then you will probably be able to objectively look back and say, oh, yeah, yeah. I should have gotten out earlier. 
also if if you're at a point where you keep being like I don't know how much longer I can do this or if it's like mm-hmm. if it's like you know if you think it's like if one more thing is going to set you mm-hmm. off but you said that multiple times yeah. I know someone who that that's happening to them where mm-hmm. it's just like they keep being like you know one more time I'm going to call yeah. it quits but they've said that 20 times yeah. and so if that is something that you're experiencing you might need to like step back mm-hmm. and be like how many times have I said this what do they really need to do for me to want to break up with yeah. them? Or have they maybe already done enough for this not to mm-hmm. be worth it anymore? Yeah, I think, yeah, trying to take a step back and look at things as a whole. Because, mm-hmm. yeah, if th- little things keep happening in mm-hmm. the moment, it might not seem like a big deal. Like, if if someone does something little and you're like, oh, that's not enough to break up with them. Yeah. <laughs> like, not, like, but, like, when they build up, yeah. it might just be proof that this is just not going to work yeah. in the long term. It's, yeah, the culmination of a lot of little things, mm-hmm. I think, can... Yeah, taking an objective step back and looking. Yeah, so if, and if you keep having to say things to, like, force it to work, Mm -hmm. like, okay, we just need to work on this harder. And sometimes in a relationship, you do need to work on things, Mm because relationships are work. They're not easy. But if you keep having to do things to make it work, Mm -hmm. and you're not happy to do that work. Yeah. Like, in a relationship, you should be more than willing to do work to make it work. Yes. But if you're not, it's not the right Yeah, if you're dreading it. and it's obviously not worth Mm -hmm. it to you to be doing that, Mm -hmm. then, like, it's not worth your time. Also, sometimes it can help, I say, as if I know anything about this. (laughs) Like, sometimes you do need that person on the outside to be, like... It's time. It's time. And, like, the the situation I was talking about where I know someone who, like, they just keep being like, oh, the next time, Mm -hmm. the person I heard that from is someone who is close to them, not that person who's close to them. And they're like they want it to end because they're like this is just it's it's not it's not good for them but they're the person isn't asking them for their opinion and And so they don't feel like they can give it it's hard because as a friend you kind of want to like give your opinion but i think that can get really messy in relationships Mm because you can be like oh my god like you think about this this about my relationship like we're not friends anymore i'm gonna be mad at you you're just jealous whatever blah blah Mm -hmm. blah and so it's hard to get that advice from people but like if you want that advice from people seek it yeah like that is probably yeah like if you are having those thoughts going to someone else and being like hey this is objectively what's been happening like what do you think about this yeah if you were in my shoes with your like emotions removed because you're not in this Mm -hmm. like what do you think you would do yeah someone who's gonna be honest with you too Mm -hmm. not just like someone who's gonna guess up your relationship yeah hey hey kayla mm-hmm. what's the next question oh this is from the same person oh right I they forgot. had they have a few questions um so how do you know if you want something a relationship mm-hmm. versus wanting to want it <sighs> that is a big old question if you figure it out please tell me <laughs> <laughs> yeah uh I feel like you're better equipped to answer this than I am, but that's a very difficult question. It is a very... It's a good question. It's a very good question. I... How do you know? I mean, a lot of soul-searching, I should imagine. Also, I think some... The thing that may or may not be helpful is if you're like, here's this person who I, like, maybe have a crush on... 
imagine yourself actually dating that person. Mm-hmm. If it feels right, then maybe you actually have a crush on them. If you can't imagine it, maybe you want to have a crush. Like, you're, you mm-hmm. know, trying to convince yourself that that's what you... Yeah. Or maybe you just have a friend crush on them and you just can't yeah. figure it out. I think that's a good point, though. I was just um, in the therapy. We were talking about visualization, mm-hmm. which is a very powerful thing. It can, like... They, I guess there's this study that they had one group of people actually, like, work out and do, like, lifting, you mm-hmm. know, with their arms. And then after... <laughs> you know, with their arms? <laughs> yeah. And then, and then you know, after a month or whatever, they measured how much muscle growth they had. They mm-hmm. had a, the other group of people just visualize that they were lifting weights. Mm-hmm. In the group that just visualized they were lifting weights, there was a noticeable muscle growth. Because what? visualizing activates the same parts of your brain's that part of your brain is telling your muscle you're working. I'm shook. And so it wasn't a lot of muscle gain, but it was a noticeable, measurable amount of muscle gain just from visualizing. So that I we're just doing need it. to visualize myself working out constantly, <laughs> and then maybe you'll get some difference. But I mean, for that study and many others have shown that visualization is really important. It can actually make you feel things physically. It lights up the same parts of your brain as when you were, if you were physically doing something. At gymnastics, they used to have us visualize our routines before we did them. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Because it, it works your brain in the exact same way. Yeah. So anyway, visualization, I think, is a really good way to go about it mm-hmm. because then your body will probably feel the same way as if you mm-hmm. were actually doing it physically. Yeah. Maybe also, like, if it's with a certain person, too, like, try swapping them out for another person and seeing mm. if you feel the same. And yeah. so maybe then you'd be able to tell, oh, if you feel the same, maybe you do just want a relationship. Yeah. If you it, it doesn't feel the same, then, like, maybe it is about that specific person. Yeah. I agree. The other, the last question is, how to get my cat to not block my computer monitor? <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I don't have a cat. I don't have a cat either, which is said I was looking at adoption for cats. The other day. Me and Miranda were walking back from the gym and there was just a cat in the window. No. Oh, it was so great. No, I was like literally looking at cat cats oh up for adoption like two days ago. My sister keeps tagging me in dogs that are up for adoption <sighs> and they're all like pit bull mixes. Mm. And it that like that is what like it's what I want. There was a there was a pit bull retriever. Mix, no. And it that's was a, such a bizarre mix. But it was so cute oh. and it was around here too. Mm. It wasn't like it was really far no, away. No, I know. I was looking at Ann Arbor kittens. <sighs> Anyway, that this does not help your problem. My advice is don't don't get it off your computer screen. Just treasure that you have a cat, even <laughs> if it means it bothers you in front of your computer. Um, that's my advice. Yeah, I don't know how to distract cats other than by giving them, like, catnip, but that's, like... A drug. A drug. <laughs> yeah, I got nothing. I also have nothing. Nice. Okay. Hey, Kayla. Yes. What's the next question? Sorry that we weren't more helpful on that um, cat thing. This is from our German friend, Luca. Luca! I just, I just get so excited because German. Oh, my God. <laughs> also, Luca, you're great. Okay. They ask, what changes can I make to my language to be more inclusive of arrow slash ace people? Any specific phrases to avoid or things similar to using gender-neutral language, like they or them? Yeah. So this was one of the things that I actually did write some stuff about. Here's what I will say before we get really into this question, yeah. is we're doing an episode soon that I think is very related to this question. Yeah, okay. Well, we'll, we'll say more about this at a later date, but we still can say stuff now. First of all, stump, something that I do is I, if I'm saying LGBTQIA+, I say all of those letters, Yeah, which is a lot of syllables, and it's kind of annoying, but like... 
For a while, I was just saying LGBTQA+, but then I was like, if, yeah. I'm, if I'm intentionally including the A for yeah. my own representation, mm-hmm. like, why can't I do that for someone else? Mm-hmm. And so then I started saying the I. If you listen to old episodes, you'll no- you, you, you'll notice when I started saying the I. Um, I also say queer a lot, but I also recognize that not everyone in that community is comfortable with the term queer, mm-hmm. so, like, I, I use it as a term, but I don't always assume that yeah. other people are, like, okay with chill it. with it. Mm-hmm. Also, just, like, never assuming that, like, people are interested in relationships or interested in sex. Like, always giving, like, like, a lot of times people are like, oh, well, like, when you get married, mm-hmm. like if or yeah. when you get married like mm-hmm. like simple Very stuff like that step. yeah especially with like young people whether they are a spec or not is very helpful and just kind of yeah you know also it's just good practice with people of any sexuality is never assuming gender of any potential future partner mm-hmm. um so don't assume that they're going to have a potential future partner and don't assume that person's gender yeah is just, like, basic stuff. Like, normalizing this Mm -hmm. idea that you can do whatever the fuck you want. Yeah. Yeah! I have um, some thoughts on this, too, but I'm going to save mine. We're doing an episode um, soon on, I don't know if I want to call it microaggressions, but micro things like this that are, Mm -hmm. like, small things that come up that can kind of feel aphobic in a very small way. Mm Mm-hmm. Um, we're going to do an episode on soon. So That's um, your little sneak peek, I guess. A little snap <laughs> Uh Hey, Kayla. Yes. I have a question. Yes. Um, if I wanted to get some um, delicious food mm. in the Ann Arbor area, oh, where could I go? I was just thinking about this, actually. Mm-hmm. And there's this really good place called mm-hmm. Frida Petitos. Interesting. That you could go to. And, um... Do we have a connection to Frida Petitos at all? We do. Tell me now more. that you ask. <laughs> I hate this. this we love my, a segue. This was my idea, too. Earlier, I was it like, was, Sarah, I have a segue. She told me to segue. say this. Um, I'm just being Julian Solomita, the king of segues. Guys, we have a sponsor. We have a sponsor. Our first ever <laughs> sponsor. This has been in the works for months. Yeah, there were there were some setbacks. There was, <laughs> you know, we're business women. In business, a lot of things happen. But we're very, very excited that we mm-hmm. finally worked this out. So, Frida Petitos is a restaurant in Ann Arbor, mm-hmm. and they're our first sponsor. I'm going to tell you a little bit about them. Hit me with it. Frida Petitos is the juxtaposition of slash... Sl- Starting out great. I would like to say that juxtaposition is one of my favorite words to use in an essay format. The juxtaposition <laughs> of sh- chef-slash-owner Eve Aronoff's two greatest passions, the desire to create something truly special through the merging of the highest standards and attention to detail with the warmth and... Oh, they used big words. <sighs> Convivality? Conviviality? Conviviality <laughs> of feeding the people you love. Eve dreamt of creating something truly special, grounded in her core beliefs, making food from scratch, following the seasons, and supporting local farmers, purveyors, we love and that. community. Oh, we love supporting we do. local farmers. And bringing these elements together to create something with her unique fingerprint and uniquely its own in Frida Petitos. Her fingerprints are all over it? Nope. They definitely wash their hands and use gloves. Frida Petitos <laughs> is inspired by Cuban culture and a fantasy revolving around two staples in the world of Cuban street food. I really want to go to Cuba, but I haven't yet, so... Hey, I'm just This is not a, in the copy! I'm pulling a John Lovett on this, okay? <laughs> I'm making uh, Starting off exciting. our first sponsorship, strong! Hey. Um, 
the Frida. A burger traditionally made from spicy chorizo served with shoestring fries on top in a soft egg bun and batitos. Tropical milkshakes made with fresh fruit, crushed ice, and sweetened milk. With or without rum. They also have churros. They do have churros. They're so good. You get churros on your birthday if you go there. Oh my god. Like burgers and shakes, Fritas and Batitos are a natural pairing, and the whimsical menu is the result of dreaming about these two dishes for years. Frida Batitos is chef-driven, following the tenets of the slow food movement, with almost everything being made in our kitchen, from scratch and inspired by the time Eve spent visiting Miami throughout her childhood. We love that. We do. I will say that... I, for Frida Batuta is legitimately probably one of my favorite restaurants in Ann Arbor. I go there all the time. Mm-hmm. Me and my boyfriend has been, have been having as many burgers in Ann Arbor as possible because we've decided that is what we're going to do with our relationship is rate burgers. Okay. We started writing down our ratings for burgers mm-hmm. yesterday. Mm-hmm. Frida Batito's is currently at the top of my burger That's rating. Exciting. And that is not just because they sponsored us and gave me free fries once. <laughs> that is exciting. Yeah. And delicious. So if you're in the area... Hit him up. Woo! We got a sponsor! That was a high five. Okay. All right. Um, yay! Kayla? Yes? Do we have another question from a listener? We do. It's from our favorite piano fiano. Piano Who sent us this very formal email. It was so formal. Which I will read to you in full. Hello, esteemed hosts of Sounds Fake, but okay. Mm-hmm. He even put in the comma, which I don't think exists. Technically in our title. It doesn't, but it would be grammatical. Anyway. As you have recently mentioned in your social media campaign, you are seeking questions to answer for your so-called advice episode. I believe I may be able to provide you with some queries of my own for you to decipher. Queries? No. Okay. As my younger siblings all begin to date and have crushes on people and such, I'm reminded that I never really had anything like that when I was in high school, as is typical in American culture. This has confused some people when they ask, who was your first crush and who did you really like in high school? I simply reply, no one really. No one is ever happy with that answer. I never really noticed it until now. Crushes just weren't something I thought about even a little and less pressured by family to talk about it, which was also not fun. That's a big mood. I'm beginning to experience some of those feelings now, and I'm very aware of my lack of experience in this area as opposed to what is supposedly normal. Have you had similar experiences with people's expectations? How have you dealt with it? Did you ever feel self-conscious about not having romantic or sexual attraction in high school? Please feel free to address my concerns or not. It's truly up to you. I wish you the best of luck, and I thank you for reading this correspondence. Yours truly, Piano Fiano. What a four... He sent me a snap earlier today. Was it Iception? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, very different in formality. Mm, um, it was. The whole crush thing can relate, because mm-hmm. I just never had, like, real crushes in high school, because I didn't. Yeah. Uh, but Peter Pan in the 2003 Ugh. Peter Pan. But it, see, still don't know still if it was a real crush or not. Probably not. Here's, here, yeah, I will say I actually relate to this a lot, too, because I think most kids start having, like, quote unquote, most kids, whatever, mm-hmm. start having crushes when they're, like, really young. Yeah. I had my first crush in fifth grade, which I think is late. The first time, sorry, I'm eating, She's gold eating goldfish. goldfish. I've been been very discreet about it probably not though but um i the first time i had anything near a crush i was in like elementary school but then it was like nothing until i was like an adult what's weird too is crushes came up i remember jake kanamu 
who was later the most beautiful man, mm. who now plays football for Slippery Rock, <gasps> I missed my chance, oh my God. liked me in third grade. <laughs> and his friend, Luke Maggart, told me this on the bus be because I made him. Name? No one is... <laughs> No one is Hey, listening. the kid who had a crush on me in fifth grade went on to play semi-professional hockey. Yeah, but at Slippery Rock, now Sarah. Now in the Air Force. Damn it. <laughs> we really missed our chances. Anyway, he liked me in third grade and because I made his friend tell me that he did. Third grade. And then I, like, went up to him one day and I was like, I heard you liked me. Oh, my and, God. But, like, I was also a bitch as a kid. But never in my mind did it cross my mind to be like, do I also like him? Literally never crossed well, my mind. Well, like, my situation, like, I found out he liked me, so I was like, oh, I should like him. Like, that's that just wasn't, what I... I didn't even have that. Mm, yeah. Um, and then I had my first actual crush in fifth grade. I don't think I've ever had a celebrity crush in my life. I have celebrity obsessions <laughs> i same but like when people are like oh who was your first celebrity crush as a kid never had one. no one i did not know that it was a thing when i was a child people are like jesse from full house i watched full house all the time yeah same i did oh, not I, have a crush on him. i love full house i never had a crush on him yeah i w- and this was part of when i was coming to terms with am i demi this is something i thought about too was like mm-hmm. i don't have crushes on people. It was like when my mom was on the pod and she was like, yeah, like, you never said anything in, like, high school about having crushes, and I was like, Because I didn't. I guess you're right. (laughs) Like, I just, it didn't occur to me that, like, other people would notice that. Notice? Mm -hmm. Yeah. Um, for me, I was very lucky in that in high school, none of, not very many of my friends dated, and so, like, it wasn't a big deal to not be talking about that kind of stuff. But it is an interesting situation that Perry's in where it's like you have younger siblings where that's their experience mm-hmm. and you're like, what is going on? Yeah. They may be looking to you as an expert, but if you're not an expert... Sucks for them. Then just be like, I don't know. bitch, I don't know. But but that I, I can see why that feels weird. I kind of forgot the question, though. The question is just basically like, now he's coming into having those feelings. Mm-hmm. Um... And so, so how do you deal with other people's expectations of what you should be feeling and doing? Mm-hmm. How have you dealt with it? What was your high school experience, basically? I would also yeah. say that, like, now that I, you know, Perry says he's coming into his own with, like, mm-hmm. now starting to feel more of these feelings mm-hmm. now, I would just remind you, Harold, that I feel like... It's weird because I know him, so yeah. it's weird to be doing this via podcast, but... I mean, like you've said, you didn't have this experience. Most of your friends didn't date in high school. Mm-hmm. I know a lot of people who are just now starting to date. Yeah. So it's important to remember that, like, you it's may way more normal. You than may you think, it think is. most people don't start like start dating early, but mm-hmm. that's not the case. And you just like, if you want to talk to someone about it, you just have to find people that are similar yeah. to that. I know several people who did not have their first relationship, their first kiss, whatever, until they were well into college. Yeah, I think. I don't know. I feel like, I mean, we attract people that are similar to us, I suppose, yeah. but my, I think the majority of my really close friends, that has been their experience. Yeah. Like, if I think about my close friends. Mm-hmm. I keep forgetting what the question was, but... It, we. I think we did it. Okay. If not, Perry, you can text me. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> All right. What's next? Um, this was an Anon on oh. the Tumble. The Tumble machine. Um, <laughs> yes. Um, so... Random question, but I'm just curious. I started wearing a gold ring with a black gem in the, on the middle finger because I'm demisexual and demiromantic, and IDK, I'm all paranoid about it. Like, is it all right since demi is a-spec, or does it not matter because it's mostly gold in color? But the only thing that you can really see for the most part is the gem. Help. I think you are 100% fine. Yes. Um, 
I th- I think the whole like ring thing. For those of you who don't know, a lot of people, not a lot, but a, a number of people mm-hmm. who are a spec wear black rings on their middle finger to be like, hey, this is mm-hmm. me. Um, I think if you fall anywhere under the spectrum, you have every right to do that. Mm-hmm. Also, I mean, anyone can wear a black ring on their finger if they feel like it. Doesn't yeah, have to I be mean, anything. <laughs> yeah, even if you don't know asexuality um, exists, you can wear a black yeah, ring on your middle finger. I I would not feel bad about that at all. Yeah. I would say you're totally in the green. There's no... Or in the black. Or in the black. Um, yeah, no, I think you're... Anyone who identifies is welcome to yeah. do that. And I, I can see, like, why that's a question, though, because, like, I know I'm demisexual, and mm-hmm. I still struggle with, like, where I am in the ace community. Mm-hmm. I still don't, like, truly feel like I belong in the asexual community most mm-hmm. times, because I am straight and I do date and all of that. Mm-hmm. Um, so I'm assuming that's maybe where this is coming from, is they are struggling with their place, and that is something I totally get, Mm -hmm. so I understand that feeling. But But you do have every right. But as an arrow ace person, I am not bothered or uncomfortable by that at all. Yeah. And anyone that is should maybe lower their gatekeeping a bit. Yeah. So. Big mood. But yeah, I think that's totally fine, and I think it's cute that they have, like, a... True. It's, like, golden and black. It's Mm -hmm. cute. I like it. Um, this is something that we did a whole episode on once, um, but Acebeck in the Ocean asked, mm. how do you convince yourself that you were not faking your asexuality slash aromanticism? Yeah. That's a hard one. Can confirm. Have done it. Yeah. <laughs> um, but here's, here's the, maybe this is a bad answer, but like, if you weren't Acebeck, do you think your life would be easier how is that? I'm confused. Here's, here's what I'm getting at. Okay. Is, if you're identifying as A-spec, you're identifying as a member of a marginalized community, right? And so, you're not, it's not like pretending to be A-spec would, like, necessarily be like, oh, my life is so much better because everyone thinks I'm A-spec. Mm-hmm. Like, it wouldn't necessarily improve your life and that's not to say that being a spec makes your life worse because i don't think it does yeah but i think there are certain things that comes along with it and so i think in very few cases would anyone be identifying with someone if they didn't genuinely identifying with something if they didn't genuinely feel some sort of connection to it because it's not like it's easier to be gay or ace or whatever in this world than it is to be straight yeah and i I think that's true. And also what you said about, like, I mean, even if you maybe aren't, maybe you are saying you're ace, but really you're gray ace, or, mm-hmm. like, you're somewhere lesser on the spectrum. There's or, no such thing as lesser. But, but closer to yes. aloe or to straight yeah. than ace on the spectrum. Yeah. I mean, you're drawn to it for some reason. Mm-hmm. For some reason, you find this topic interesting, you feel related to this, And so, even maybe if part of your identity isn't, I don't know, fully true, maybe if you are faking something, I don't know, like, um, you are, you are drawn to this, you're listening to this for For, some reason. For a reason, yeah. And so, like, I I don't think... Trust your instincts. Trust your gut. Like, your gut is usually, even if it's not 100% right, it's sending you in the right direction. Yeah. So, trust it. And we did an episode, a full episode on this once, so... I'm sure we said more eloquent things then. Mm-hmm. All right, I think this is the last one. Mm. Maybe. Hit me with it. And I'll go back and look and make sure. 
Um, the ace in me says, while figuring out I was ace, all I had to do was talk to allosexual people and understand what they feel. However, it is much harder to figure out if I am arrow or stick with that label. Are there any specific questions we can ask ourselves or others to figure that out? That is a big mood. I think the first half of this was questions for you, and the second half of it was questions for me. Yeah, I think that's true. <laughs> um, so While you answer, I'm going to make sure I got yeah. everything. I would say try to talk to A-Spec folks online as much as possible. Obviously, you found this community. Um, so you... This is a community. Wow. What? The pod. We have a little community. I know. I wish they would talk more. <laughs> we said, no, I, I mean, you guys can talk as much as you want, but we did say, I did once say on the podcast, my dream is for people yeah. in the comments to meet and become a QPR. But anyway, obviously, anyway. <laughs> if, you know, if you listen to this pod, you have access to people who are Should we make a Discord? <gasps> oh my god. Um, Would you guys use it? I don't know. I'm not talking to you. I, I don't know if they, I don't, okay. Um, <laughs> obviously, you already contacted us and tweeted at us so you're on a roll my friend but in terms of figuring out my aromantic identity something because i was in the same boat where i knew i was ace but arrow was harder to pin down and for me it was really helpful just to like go through my history with attraction like beginning to end i remember i just like did it in the shower once i was like hmm i'm taking a shower i have this amount of time to just think about things I'm going to go through my entire history of attraction. And it was actually very helpful to think about it all at once. Um, And, like, look back on it and be like, okay, like, why did I feel this way? What do I know now about the, like, the asexual spectrum that can better inform me on what certain choices or certain feelings meant looking back? And you may be able to find some answers there and you may not be able to. But either way, it's, it's good to understand yourself better. So, you know... And, like, for me, trying on labels, even if I weren't, wasn't sure of them 100% helped, that may or may not work for other people. But, you know, there's no guarantee that everything's gonna be clear to you at any given time, and that's okay. Subtweet at myself. I wonder, too, because they mentioned, like, they talked to aloe people, and that helped them, like, realize they were ace. Mm-hmm. I wonder if, like, asking whatever the aloe version of not arrow is. I don't know. Whatever. People that do have romantic attraction. Aloe romantic. Yes, that. I wonder if, like, having a conversation with people where you ask them, describe a time when you had a crush on someone and Mm -hmm. describe a time when you had a squish on someone Mm. and differentiate them for Mm. me. And see, like, how that person says they're different. Mm -hmm. And then see if you, if that's something that resonates with you or not. Yeah. I don't know. Go through your own personal timeline. <laughs> My advice. We have one last question. Okay, hit me with it. Sir Dirty Uncle Kevin, Ugh, our good friend. Sir Dirty Uncle Kevin. Who also, while we were answering some question, I started laughing because... Yeah, we, I was wondering what you I tweeted at. a picture of you looking stupid saying we were getting ready you to give people that? advice. Yes. What did it even look like? Funny. Oh my god. And he he sent a picture back of him saying that he's ready to receive our advice. And I just love Kevin so much. What a dream. Um, hold on, I'll show you that it's... It just looks like you. That's what you always oh, look like. Oh, okay. That is what I look like. Yeah. Um, you can see that on our Twitter. Um, he asks, what's the beef with sandwiches? Mm. Now, there are two things I think he could be referencing. Yes. Truly, I'm not sure. It's mm-hmm. either my beef with how you eat sandwiches... Mm-hmm. Or it is my beef with open-faced sandwiches. Mm-hmm. 
However, or it is why I don't eat sandwiches, or why you don't eat it. But what I what I will say about this question is I don't want to answer it at all because <laughs> we're doing a hot takes episode soon. Yeah, we are, and I have a lot of strong words to say about my thoughts on open face sandwiches. I had a tweet that I wanted to tweet the other day, but it was a hot take, and so mm. I'm going to wait to tweet it until after I've said it in my hot in the like hot take in episode. the middle of the night the other night. I thought of one of my hot takes, like my my personal like yeah. hottest take, I think, and I forgot it, and then I it just came to me. Wow, that's so exciting! Get ready, that's coming soon, also. So. Um, but yeah, if your question was about why Kayla hates what how I eat sandwiches, it's just that I don't I eat. I don't eat them like a sandwich. Sarah, and we talked about this in Aaron's episode, I know, at length, your food habits. Yeah. But Sarah doesn't eat any foods together except cottage cheese. Cottage cheese? That is nasty. What Who is eats it? cottage what cheese? Is it? What do you eat with cucumbers? I'm not going to tell you. No, no, no. I'm not going to tell you. You're just going to make fun no. of me. It's something liquidy, right? I'm not going to tell you. It is cottage cheese. It. No, I've never eaten cottage cheese in my life. We're just going to sit here and tell everyone. No. Yep. Basically, I just, I don't eat sandwiches. I just take... Applesauce. She eats applesauce and cucumbers together. You know, there's another thing that I also eat with them sometimes. Yeah, I feel like you've told me before. I don't remember. (laughs) Uh, But she normally does not eat any foods together and eats foods very particularly. And so she eats sandwiches layer by layer. And that's maybe with that. doesn't like it. (laughs) It's not like I don't like it. It's just that you're like a wild person. Um, I know what I am. Yeah. All right. Was that all the questions? Yeah. Wow. I thought we weren't going to be able to get through them all. We did it. Um, what's our poll? Oh, no. You going to get some Frida Batitas or what? <laughs> but so many of our listeners. Just Do you want to get some true. Frida Batitas or what? Their fries are also really good. Their I think their fries good. are... Honestly, I don't like burgers, but their fries... Their fries are also good. towards the top of... Because we're doing... Me and my boyfriend are rating burgers and fries mm. because they come together. And mm. their fries are towards the top. Wow. Of our rating scale also um that's not our poll what's our poll our poll is it could be our poll is it'll be our secondary poll it'll be the secondary poll our primary poll will be what's up buttercup <laughs> really that's our first no. our first dairy poll that can be our tertiary poll that'll be buttercup? our tertiary poll open answer <laughs> um <laughs> hold on i should be writing these down um our primary poll is going to be have you looked through the hashtag this is what asexual looks like tag if no please do it i yeah i don't know whatever the polls are gonna be whatever they are i'm leaving it up to you kayla what did we even talk about today (laughs) we talked about so many different things yeah that's the problem I, i even if we don't make this Polar anything. I would like to know, like, if you guys liked this. Yeah, like, and do if you want, you us, want to do it us to keep doing this. I wanted to ask that too, but I didn't feel like it should be the primary. Point. Yeah, it can be our. What's the tertiary version of fourth? Fourthiary. Uh, quad. Quadary. I don't know. There's just gonna be some polls. Go find them. It, it'll be a surprise. Okay. <laughs> Yikes. Um, you can find those multiple polls. <laughs> On our Twitter at SoundsFakePod. You can also email us soundsfakepod at gmail.com or find us on Tumblr, soundsfakepod.tumblr.com. Um, we also have a Patreon if you want to give us your money like Frida Potatoes did. They're not a patron though. <laughs>
If you want to be a patron and give us your money, you can find us on patreon.com slash soundsfakepod. Our $2 patrons are Sarah Jones, Keith McBlain, and our friend Roxanne. And our $5 patrons are Jennifer Smart, Asritha Vinakota. Stop that. Stop that. Jennifer Smart, Asritha Vinakota, Austin Landrew Finney, and Piano Fiano. Um, thanks for listening. And huge thank you again to Frida Petitos for being our first sponsor ever. Retweet. It's super exciting. Tune in next Sunday for more Rest in Your Ears. And until then, take good care of your cows, even if they are in Frida Petito burger form. Oh, Oh, no. no.